It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. any fun watching the last couple of games or at least uh last five minutes against the capitals and most of that game against the bruins no offense um mike i I tweeted out uh i i was incorrect i said you will not win games with only scoring one goal it's incorrect you can you can shut them out but what i meant to say was it is very difficult to win games uh with only one goal Yes, it is. Uh, <clears throat> this was a pretty yeah, rough yeah. couple of days here. Um, I had COVID, and I thought I still have COVID, and I thought maybe Red Wings will give me a nice little pick me up. And instead, they just pushed me back down. All my optimism. Um, boy, did I feel like a uh, a seller at the trade deadline today? Let me tell you, <laughs> all those uh, fleets of fancy that things were going to turn around, and you know, Verona's coming back, and you know, I don't know, you know, maybe maybe. Maybe we'll squeak in at number eight. You know, I, I know we've played more games in Boston, but let's just give them heck on Sunday. And whoo, uh, the Boston Bruins opened up a big old can of heck um, and destroyed us. Uh, and <laughs> I got to say, Matt, Brad Marchand, um, he got booed every time he touched the puck today. And I know we want to get deeper into it. And right. I, uh, boy, I'd love to have him on our team because he looked like he wanted to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was kind of surprised they tweeted out the other day. I was I was looking for some fan clap. Like, I, I was trying to, you know, kind of do some, hey, Red Wings fans kind of tweet. Like, yeah. we're all buddies, and we're great, and we're, we're such a good team, and everything works out kind of tweet. So I yeah. said, <clears throat> uh, I took a screenshot of this game for today, 
and this is while we're playing the Capitals, and I said, hey, it'll be fun to have a game that has some playoff implications, finally. Um, and yeah, like, nothing. <laughs> not a like, not definitely not a retweet, no comments, nobody saying, like, shut up. Nobody the saying, rest of the Red Wing faithful, they just, they knew. They <laughs> knew our just, optimism yeah. was misguided. Yeah. I, I don't know, I guess, yeah, that... That must be that must be it. Like I was just too excited. For this it was game. not. I, I it was not too much out of it. It was not an incorrect assessment. Um, it it really did have playoff implications, and these two games imply that we will be watching them from home. <laughs> Those are the implications. Yeah. Uh, great forwards here. Um, oh, the comments not popping up. Yeah, I just got Gray on there. How you doing, Gray? Show. Is it really not? Is it showing up for you? It's not showing. I just up for got great. Yeah, I got great Ford saying, "Holy crap!" I clicked, and y'all's just starting. I'm first, and a big old smiley face. Poo poo. I do agree. I wonder if I'm gonna have to refresh this because I can see that my um, I I'm really worried about how my video quality is gonna look because I have a little twirling circle in the middle of my screen right now. Like, so you're fine. Yeah. You have just like your picture. You're at your home. You're recording, but then I Matt just, uh, yeah, I just has... look like I have COVID and jaundice from all the yellow I'm wearing, but this is actually a fashion choice I made today. You should do that TikTok trend where you uh, smile, like everything's black and white except for the things around you just to see if your teeth are yellow. Oh, well, I, I you know, I just had a bunch of Taco Bell. I probably got some of that cheese on my teeth, so probably don't need to do that experiment right now. Uh, um, but yeah. Great forward. Hope you hope you didn't watch too much of that Red Wing game today. Hopefully you tuned in to, there uh, we go. Boston going to learn. Wait till we get some of those young giants the next couple years. Yeah, it's one, it's, <clears throat> I, I was kind of thinking, like, do we just play it off like this game didn't happen and we'll just talk about Simon Edmondson for this whole episode? Oh, man. Am I, am I, all right, so here's what's happening now, just to give you guys the play-by-play. Mike loves when I when I pull the curtain back. I will but... say, before you get into that, um, your audio and visual is coming through clear. I know the last couple oh. weeks you were, you had some issues, but it's coming All right, through. that's good to hear. Um, yeah. But so what I'm seeing right now on my screen is very slowly, it's like a ghost of Gray's comment. So it, it it's like slowly appearing. So it, it's it's not it's not quite there. It's uh, the living dead ghost. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Gray does wish you well, Mike. Uh, get feeling better. So, does he, do you see that one? Yeah. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> I might, that. I might need you to read off all the comments today so I know you can actually happy, see it. Happy to do it. Performance art here. What's up, yep, my man? He's just saying hola. Hope you're doing well. So, we have a lot of not fun stuff to talk about. So, why don't we do uh, we do one fun thing here. Uh, Sobrango gets his first goal. I think, what did they list it as? It's like, uh, your first pro goal in North America. There it is. Uh, game winner, four to two victory against Milwaukee for, uh, the Griffins. Mike, I've been going off. The two of us have been going off about Sobrango from this perspective of, um, well, let's see. He will recap all the things that I think are noteworthy of Sabrango. I think number one is that he was the first person to sign of the 2020 class, of course, before Lucas Raymond. Uh, but also all of his coaches seem to keep coming back to the fact uh, that he is always looking to learn more and, and just wants to improve. And I, I think that's huge uh, for, for Sabrango. And I think it's something that looking at a 19 year old kid that's playing 
AHL hockey. That just does not happen very often. Um, so these are the kind of things you want to see for Sabrango to try and get him to uh, be elevated to the for, for the wingdings before uh, maybe before the end of the season, which would be kind of fun. There's enough trades and injuries that could happen. That's uh, that was uh, one of our videos to start the season. It is possible, but one of those reasons are, are mostly is is going to be this kid's attitude. Um, you don't get that very often, I would say. It's, it's just article after article written about the guy. And most of them, I would say, I would had I, I would have you guys head on over to The Athletic and check out Max Boltman and Scott Wheeler when they're talking about uh, Sobrango. But his coaches just love his work ethic and his, I guess, what would it be? Um, it's got to be humility, right? And it, it's, it's the honesty he has with his own game because he knows he's not done. And I just feel like we don't hear that too often from players. And that's one of the things I kept coming back to. I never have been gushing about this guy as like, there's our pure goal scorer on the D line. You know, like that's, it's not what we're going to, we're not going to get a guy production uh, defenseman here, but if he's doing what all of his coaches seem to be saying from every level he's ever played at is that he's just determined to get better. Um, it's not, not going to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it sounds like he's, um, yeah, you're just going to be doing a little bit more of uh, what we call on the show the deep cut analytics because we're we're not expecting expecting him to be getting goals and assists. Um, it looks like he's going to be hopefully more in the mold of like a uh, let's say a Stetcher. I don't know how I want to put him because he says himself he he said he was um, a hybrid of old school hockey with a like that he has the desire like the modern desire to to uh possess the puck is how he put it so the old school side of him i think we've seen in a few of his highlight reels where he's uh unloading on some falls <laughs> but you know i mean i feel like the way that he was describing it too like he he wishes that you know holding a wooden stick was still a part of the game kind of thing and that's that's cool like that's the kind of guy that when he gets called up mickey redmond's gonna absolutely love him and want to share ginger ale but um <laughs> i i just love that that idea too that that he recognizes that and he wants to own this you know i'm gonna come out and scrap but i also uh you know if if he says he wants to add a modern flair of of offensive possession and try and score um Again, Sam yeah. wants to add it. That's that's just good news. He, he just wants to keep on uh, keep on improving. I think it's just fun for us to kind of get a goal and be able to talk about him. Um, I know, unlike the prospect lists, you know, they talk about him being decisive, taking the right angles, you know, winning puck battles, you know, that that kind of skill, which is um, something that uh, especially we're going to be talking about Mo Sider in a minute uh, with a few of his highlights, even in uh, defeat. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see this point so we can talk about all the other good things that you know it looks like he's doing. And based on uh past couple days, um, like you kind of alluded to, he might not be that far away from a call-up, at least for a <laughs> cup of coffee here. Good lord. If he wants to play on the left side, absolutely. I don't I'm not yeah. I'd have to look up real quick uh which side he's playing on. Left but, side. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, perfect. Thank you for looking that up. Holy crap. Yeah, but maybe a hole will open up. <laughs> Maybe, um, maybe one of these three holes will open up. Now, what um, I what we'd like to do, Mike, is uh, we don't want to put a, a hole in anybody's pocket. So, as we mentioned in the last episode, uh, we have our new shop that's up. Our old shop was garbage; it's crap. Mike, I talked about how our old shop it would take forever to get things shipped. So, 
Working with Teespring now. You guys head on over to bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. I put in my order. My stuff is already on the way, scheduled to be here tomorrow. Holy crap. Okay. Wow. They work through the holiday. Um, Do they deliver through Uber Eats or something? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So I just wanted to show you guys the last episode. Those prices were, uh, were pretty high. So everything... Came down at least $10 on like every product on here. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check it out, brothersofdiscussion.com, bodpodcast.com, and then just click on the shop button on that homepage there. Um, yeah, no, Stack up on those guys... crop hoodies before I do. <laughs> I hope you guys will find something you're interested in. Oh, you know what? Don't look at See this one, Mike? This one right here, $52.99. That is yeah. a lower price when you go to checkout. Uh, there's your... There's your nine dollar sticker, Mike. You heard me updating that, so that that is lower price. I'm sorry. <laughs> these are lower. Uh, here, these these are the ones that have definitely updated. There's the nineteen dollar t-shirt. There you go. See, beautiful. Yeah. All right. You, we're the only shop that we lower the price at checkout. <laughs> um, I swear to God. By the next episode, <laughs> when we scroll through this thing, it'll be fine. All right, Tristan's here. What's up, buddy? Um. Gray Ford throws out there uh, as much as the Boston Washington uh, for that matter uh, losses have hurt. The position this team is in compared to last season is one of the best improvements in the league. Can't ask for better. That great. I should have saved your comment because we're about to, <laughs> we're about to take a huge dump. Uh, performance art. Uh, I honestly believe that cider has an offense uh, that he doesn't even know he has yet. I really believe that. And um I don't know. That might be a good transition, Mike, before we... Well, you know what? We lost, right? Like, we lost these two games. Well, what really are we going to say? I, I think uh, the Washington game would really like to have that Robbie Fabry penalty back. Uh, one of those things where if you're a Red Wings team playing the Capitals, um, you can't afford to have a penalty like that that late. And a lot of people are going to turn around and say, well, Washington should have been called for a penalty. Uh, right before that and I, I I get it but if you wanted to win that game you were gonna it was gonna be anything and everything to make sure that uh, you were keeping that uh, at least one to one going in going into overtime I think that was how the Red Wings were gonna beat the Capitals um, yeah I think that losing those games isn't necessarily like a, a, a giant shocker but I think it's just kind of um I, I don't even know if I want to use the word disappointing, but it's just kind of like these are these were real measuring stick games against teams that you know suddenly care about the standings and they're they're healthy and they they want to move up. Um, and in both instances, we were you know just out out talented, out kind of outclassed, and uh, you know I I just wanted to take one note was um, Blashell was very quick to say um, the loss against Boston that was not related to rust. Um, this was, uh, you know, a lack of, uh, like understanding what it's going to take to win a game like this. Um, so I, I do like that. He, he very quickly snuffed out, you know, this is, Oh, we're, we're just coming back from COVID. We got half the team coming back, you know, games are tough. It's a long season. He immediately snuffed that out and said, no, that was Boston kicking our ass. So I, I think that that kind of leadership is again, another, you know, one of those items that when we look back is Blashley a good coach. Uh, I, I still, I'm going to get on his bandwagon and be like, yeah, um, when he makes kind of, you know, comments like that, I'm, I'm happy he's in Detroit. Well, I do have, uh, actually, 
have it queued up, uh, what Blash had to say at the end of the game. Do you want to play that right now? Yeah, sure. I think this won't get us in any trouble, right? Because it's not like this was on Bally, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's also not remotely affiliated with WWE.com, right? Because they are... <laughs> right, they're pretty... <laughs> They're pretty strict. All right, tell me if you don't hear this, but let's. Uh, I got Flash right. queued up. Uh, you know, I thought we got through the first lucky a little bit. I thought it, it, it could have been worse than than one one. Um, I thought they came and you know they played yesterday with Battle Tester. I thought they came and competed uh, uh, harder than us in the first. I thought our competition level was better in the second. Uh, I got to find a way to score on the power play. Uh, um, we were building momentum off it. Uh, uh, you know, and then we weren't good enough. Obviously, in the third, we made some defensive blunders. Um, <laughs> I, I thought as the game went along, we didn't have enough ozone time. We didn't have enough sustained time. Um, we need to find a way. Again, this is what winning teams do. You check great, and you and you create offense from your checking. And um, we got to find a way to check great and create offense at the same time. And, and it's not an easy thing, but it's a, it's something that. Uh, ultimately, we want to build here to a championship-level team that we're going to have to learn how to do, so we're going to keep working at it. Yeah, you know, and, and I think conference spreads, especially teams as well, both PP and PK, and, and I think, uh, yeah, PP. Uh, you know, we got to, we got to again, we got to understand what how we're going to have success, and that's uh, quick puck movement and getting people to the cage. And if you do that consistently, you're going to have success. And so we just got to make sure we're doing a better job of that, and we're going to earn our confidence then. All right. Can I just say, I can't remember the last time I saw a post-game interview where somebody looked so visibly nauseated by the performance <laughs> that they just witnessed. Uh, yeah, because that power play was that was brutal. Um, God, was it the one in the second period where uh, Boston, uh, literally most of the possession was on our side, like our, our defending end? Yeah, I, I mean, my my favorite one, I, I've decided to include this in my top 50 worst passes of all time was um, <laughs> first period. Can you please write those down? Because I would love to see those. <laughs> At some point, we so, want to see this list, man. Yeah. I, I've gotten in trouble before by like putting in like, a, this has got to be the worst, you know, blah, blah, blah ever. But I yeah. feel pretty safe that this is in my top 50 somewhere. Like once I finally figure out what these 50 passes are, but Heronic just with the lamest turd sandwich of a pass, I, I felt like that is what got everything started for this power play to be so bad. Because uh, it, it just kind of showed that Boston was going to be playing tight. Uh, you weren't just going to be given any free entries into the zone. And this was an exit of the defensive zone. So to your point, with uh, in the second period when we couldn't even get out of our <laughs> out of the defensive zone on the power play, uh, Horonic started it off early with this lame duck pass. I don't, I really like it. Looked like as it was leaving his stick, he immediately regretted the decision. Like it was not even before it left his stick, he was kind of, it was like the muscles were moving and then they wanted to retract, but that's not how the puck works on ice. Yeah. And <laughs> momentum. So it just, as he was trying to like, give himself a mulligan on the play. The puck just kept rolling as slow as possible right up to Boston. And then they go in on a two and one, uh, two on one. And then uh, Nadelkovic who Mike, can we mention real quick? We get shellac today, but Nadelkovic still had a positive goal saved above expected on five. <laughs> on five. <laughs> We've talked about this on numerous occasions that, um, you think he brings that up in the post game? 
hey guys, I'm still saving more goals than I'm supposed to. What what do you want me to do? Like it's just I can't do any more. Yeah. I'm expected to give up five goals. It was expected and- to be a lot worse if I wasn't out there. So you're welcome. <laughs> Um, um, and this this is a good, uh, fun one to come back to. Tristan, Grace's poo, performance art, loss to Washington. <clears throat> uh, it was all Grace's fault. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Um, Delkovich, like that, uh, God, what is that guy's name? How- Howler? Holic? What the hall is going on? The guy who had the shorthanded goal? Yeah. I, uh, let me pull that up. I, but go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like on our on our power play, um, it was so like, uh, um, uh, what, like so passive. Um, we 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 were watching them control the puck, and I think we were all just like all the Red Wings were just kind of watching and waiting for them to start dumping the play into the corner. And Boston was like, "No, we're not dumping it. We're we're gonna get on the point and try and get a shot off, and then we're gonna try and get a break." You know, uh, in between the circles. And the Red Wings just kept, like, lining guys up behind the, the goaltender to be like, all right, I'm ready for that dump now. And Boston was like, nope, this is a scoring opportunity. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get another scoring chance. And it was just – I don't. I, it's just, like, a, a weird – it was almost like the Red Wings were kind of looking at each other, like, why are they still trying to score? I'm confused. They're on the penalty kill. They're supposed to give it back. And <laughs> that just – they never acquiesced to this – Strange belief held by the entire power play unit. Right. It's an unspoken rule, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's that, our that's, turn. That's this is our turn to score. Yeah. Give it back. Yeah. <laughs> evidence to uh, Tristan's point here. Uh, he's looking forward to this offseason. Strong believer making the playoffs now this season will hurt this team more than help. Uh, this offseason, we have a chance to revamp our bottom six and defense. Uh, next year, we solidify a top three spot in the division. Woo! Those are two very different statements there, uh, both from Tristan. I, I would say, um, I mean, a top three spot, really, in a division. That that still leaves a lot of wiggle room to become the third spot and uh, to only challenge for that third spot. So I, that's, that's not too crazy of a comment there from Tristan, now that I think about it. Um, performance art, uh, I, I didn't pre-read, I didn't screen this. Let's just jump in here. Anybody who doesn't like Flash will probably never like Flash at this point. Nobody could get more out of this team is, at this point. Is he perfect? No. Is he? A, but he's a good coach. I Thank you, performance art. That, that's a great comment. I, I will still, like, my the, the hill I will die on when it comes to uh, NHL coaches is that the um, margin between all of the middling coaches, when you take out the absolute worst of all time and the absolute top five, everything yeah. else has to be razor thin when it comes to the margin between all the rest of those coaches. So I think I think Jeff comfortably fits in that middle zone. Uh, there are folks who think he's the worst coach of all time. I, I, I don't Not get the it. Case. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's at least better than SpongeBob's dad. <laughs> Tristan, he's he's good for now. He knows how to coach. He has a strong connection to these players. I think that's that's very. Can I also say probably like, like the on strongest that comment, thing Matt, he brings to this? Team. And I want yeah. you to respond to this too. Can you bring that comment back up? Which one, Tristan? This one, the strong connection of these players. Yeah. <clears throat> so he comes out of this Boston game and just says, uh, you know, definitely not rust. This was an ass kicking by Boston. We need to like. Everybody on the team needs to pick up their, you know, gameplay level and get to their, you know, play like Boston does when it's a game that matters. When he says that, 
I don't know if it's necessarily that our best players are also our young players and he could get away with that. Or is it more about the people that Iserman's assembled where when he says something like that, I don't think anyone listening to this show or who watched that broadcast would disagree with what he said. Do you think that he can get away with that comment then with the youth of this team? Or is it because of the personalities that we have? Like nobody was, you know, like upset in the locker room or anything like that. It's almost like there was a collective understanding that, yeah, he was right. I think so. I think, I think there's, um, there's something I would want to bring up in that uh, the first period break, they had Tyler Bertuzzi speaking with uh, Trevor Thompson, I think. And uh, they brought up playoffs to Tyler. And I would challenge y'all to go back and watch that interview because it almost sounded like Tyler was scoffed. Like he he nearly guffawed, definitely a scoff, uh, at the thought of this team making it to the playoffs. And that that's a player on this team that should be <laughs> trying their darndest to get in there. Um, <clears throat> if, if anything, at the very least, it caught Tyler off guard that he was asked about the playoffs. And... Um, he he sort of played it off and was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna play hard uh, till the end of the season was kind of how we wrapped it up. Yeah, but I think that that's key in like figuring out. I mean, to answer your question, figuring out what these players think of this team. Um, I mean, they have to go into it being honest with themselves, right? I mean, that's that's this team's lacking, right? <laughs> That's got to be a part of it. They know how young they are. And uh, sometimes that honesty, like what, uh, you know, if Jeff is coming in and saying this isn't rust, that's something like Cider and and Raymond need to hear too. Um, Raymond comes away with a pretty good game from an advanced analytics perspective. Um, From a production standpoint, I think we all, you know, (laughs) we're hoping for a little bit more, especially if we're going to compete with with Boston today. So it's... it's, um, I think it's good for them to hear it. I think the honesty is good. And I think um, if we can all agree that he probably does have a good relationship with these uh, players, then they know it's something they can trust, right? Like if if that trust wasn't built, if there wasn't a, re- a relationship there already, sometimes these kind of notions are just going to fall as like, this is the coach protect- protecting himself, right? I mean, he's Jeff has basically been doing one of the hardest jobs in hockey is playing or coaching for a team that uh, everyone picks to finish in the bottom five for the last few seasons. Right. Right. And there's nothing he can really do at this point to like, say, you know, I deserve to keep this job besides the fact that he's been doing it for so long. And you could make like the argument, maybe he does deserve a shot to, to play with, you know, to coach a better team and see what he does with it. But I think it's pretty clear why he is on this team is that we've always pegged him as like, um, like a good growth coach, he's going to massage these guys into position to, to, to learn. And, and he's okay with taking all the losses on on his own record. Um, So that all I think is coupled together to create this identity of Jeff Blaschel that the players can trust when he says, you got to play better. (laughs) This was dog crap. This isn't going to do it. And, um, yeah, you hope you hope it lights a fire, but it is a couple of games in a row, Mike, too, that uh, we're only getting one goal. And if Dylan Larkin isn't getting a hat trick, if uh, Tyler Bertuzzi isn't shooting 60%, which uh, 
I'd have to check the numbers and see what he actually did. <laughs> what he actually shot tonight. Um, see where that actually landed. How many shots did uh, did Bertuzzi finish with? Uh, oh, he shot fifty percent. So that's it. That's he didn't right, shoot sixty yeah. percent. So we we can't get a win, Mike. If <laughs> he should have shot one last time, Matt. How many how many times did he shoot? He should, yeah, that hundred uh, percent would have done a lot of good for us. <laughs> he shot he shot twice. Um, but you see where I'm where I'm coming from. I think like Jeff in being this coach that has <sighs> has been through so much. I think just adds to. Uh, I don't want to say it's not like you're you're looking for opportunities to build on your own profile, but everything that he's done creates that profile, creates that identity. And it's, it's easier for the, for the guys to believe in. Um, all right. There's a huge conversation going on. Cause Dwex popped in here and says, Detroit are still trash. Stop overhyping this trash team. Overhyping. He's trying to knock him down a bag. What's the banter here? No, think about that, Mike. We're, we're still overhyping them by talking about, uh, shoot, go to our Twitter account. We're, <laughs> I was making jokes about tanking today. So clearly Dwex is, is concerned. We so tanking Dwex isn't is implying that that's not it, like, God, these losses aren't even tanking. Like this is more an example of what it is. We are what we are. Is that what Dwex is getting at? I think Dwex might be trolling a little bit, Mike, because uh, he came in with this. Raymond sucker. is overrated. Woo. Rookie, rookie forward. <laughs> this Calder Cup candidate overrated. Got it. Um, so Tristan says uh, Dwex might be trolling. Tr- you know, Dwex comes in. Tristan, no, it's my opinion, really. I don't think he is that good, as people say. Um, so then Tristan comes. Does he in. like a, a different rookie leader in points? Which which rookie leader in points does he prefer? Yeah, Dwex. I think I think what you're missing here. So he's complaining about how many goals have gone in um for for raymond uh i mean dwex don't forget like this is still a team that uh, the first line center on this team is somebody that we were all unsure should be a first line center um for an nhl franchise like we were all kind of trying to peg like shane Wright. now we're all playing the connor bedard game and it's just this never-ending game of trying to find our first line center um and he gets plugged into this line as a rookie on the first line and has racked up all the points that he's racked up. Dwex, I, the, the one, probably two guys on this team you can't complain about this year at any point are Cider and Raymond because they're so young. What are you talking about, dude? Um, see, at 19, I was in community college trying to set my own masturbation record. And this guy's <laughs> going for the Calder Cup and disappointing Dwex. I, I'm... I'm sorry. I'm going to give him a little bit of leash here as a 19-year-old, uh, still doing really well um, and very likely on his case winning the Calder Cup. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, Dwex, like, as people learn, like, what Raymond is capable of, they're going to create strategies and defenses that are revolving around stopping him. He is smaller, too, so he needs to figure out how to use the size, uh, you know, the size body that he was bored with and uh, use that to his own advantage, figure out what he needs to do there because he he's using this season to learn 
how to adjust to, to I mean, you saw the physical game today. We I think it was Bergeron that gave him the shoulder and the elbow on uh, one hit. So it was consecutive blows. That's what's going to happen in your rookie season. I've asked before, uh, as the show goes, uh, like, what are we doing in the NHL? If that's like the normal thing, we, you know, you, we're doing rookie hazing. Um, you know, and some people enjoy that. They think it's good fun. Um, just more brain damage for Lucas Raymond, I guess, as he grows <laughs> into an adult. But uh, it's also a reality. And as that reality continues to... Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it's something for Lucas that he's going to have to get used to, but it's going to turn into something where uh, every single time it happens, it's a new opportunity for him to learn. So Dwex, um, sure. You can be frustrated. Like maybe, you know, you wanted him to be on a goal per game pace. Um, Tristan was making fun of him saying, I guess you were expecting Tibu Solani numbers. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, but, like, unless I mean, that check, he's still got 28 points in 33 games. He's still leading all the rookies, all of them. And in yeah. third place is Mo Sider. So I, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, say he's probably going to be pretty, pretty okay. At least, can we go that far? Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, we did have, we did have a couple of, um, I don't know, I guess. All right, we'll wrap this up, right? We lost, we lost two games. We lost them at home. Uh, it, it's, it wasn't fun to watch. I uh, will put it that way, this second game, especially against the Bruins. Uh, we need more offense. Uh, we can be mad at Grice. Uh, we can be happy that Nadelkovich finished with a positive goal saved above expected somehow in this game. Huh. But well, clearly, I know you had the a... problem here is is the offense and the power play. And I, I just I, I don't want that to be forgotten however mad we want to be mad at Christ for the end of that game yeah, i mean the, the expectation shouldn't be a shutout from that guy right um but i <laughs> I, I, I the other positive i don't think we got to fire it up yet did you have the the most cider highlight queued up that's what i, I was going to transition into that and just kind of wanted to because there's some positives that make you feel good about you know the next decade of red wing hockey as long as we give this guy a mortgage here a mortgage <laughs> contract because oh my god um <laughs> There's just three incredible, effective physical plays. Uh, what was that? About a 15 second span that we're about to show here. Yeah, and uh, I hope uh, you know everybody could be uh, familiar with this already. Uh, for anybody listening to the podcast, of course, we always like to mute these things so they don't get taken off our, our YouTube channel. Uh, I think this was Hathaway was the first hit um, rolling through. Like Cider's just got his head on a swivel. Boom, another hit. Uh, oh, it's Hathaway twice. That's what that was. Yeah. And I think it's uh, somebody helped me out. Was that Dowd on the last one? That it was coming have, in it, for the hit. On, we just saw Cider. a dead body. Cider just, yeah, Cider just brushes him off. It's three consecutive hits. I think Cider even went off for um, uh, a penalty on uh, at, by the end of this. But uh, this is this is now replaying for all the, the YouTube uh, viewers here. Man, and then there's a yeah, Washington uh, scrum at the end here. Um, I don't know why they're trying to fight him. I mean, those are all pretty clean hits. I don't know if they're just like, hey, stop beating us all up. Yeah, and, and especially on the last one where they're taking a run at Cider and Cider's just a big boy. And he's just like, no, I, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I get you're angry, but I'm still... I'm still a beast here. I'm still a giant. Um, oh, thanks, AJM Patriot, uh, confirming that was doubt on that last one there. Mike, did you get to see the pasta hit today? 
There was some pasta thrown around on the ice. Uh, was that pasta? I thought he uh, Mar Marshawn was trying to cannonball into him, and then he just stood him up. Here's uh, well, this is Ryan Hanna from uh, you know some other podcast. Um, <laughs> got this queued up. He's the one who said it. It was uh, pasta. So let me let me pull up the pasta. I could smash. be mistaken. I'm okay to learn. No, I. You know. You know, Ryan Hanna, can you really trust, you know, these guys from the Wing Wheel podcast? I don't know. I, I don't think so. But here it is anyway, straight from his Twitter account. Um, I believe when I hit play here for anybody watching on YouTube that Cider's already got the puck here. Here comes Pasta across the ice. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, we, can, we just reset this here and let everybody watch it a couple more times here. Uh, now this is, this is a far away replay for us watching on YouTube, but I mean, this is still a pretty clean way for Cider to get rid of the puck. And he, I mean, you gotta, you gotta like how quickly he, j he gets rid of the puck. And we can't even do this in less than a half a second, but he has to set his body and also deliver what's, what's coming at pasta. It's gotta be clean too, because it's one-to-one -one at this point. It's four on four. We can't let it be four on three. And Cider does everything perfectly clean. It teaches pasta yeah. a lesson. You can't yeah. go flying in at Cider. Oh. The Germans yeah. like their sausage, Mike. Not not huge fans of pasta. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Thanks. apologize for that one. I just when we when we <laughs> called this guy up, I didn't know that I, I know he was, you know, a large human being. Is he six foot four? I just didn't know he would have like a like a chara presence about him, where he would just bully everybody around him on the other team. Um, and he's so good; he almost plays like an NBA center too, like Shaq, where he kind of uses his body. And yeah. he he has the ability to be like dexterous and be agile, but he's so good at positioning that he also you know uses his big you know reach, um, big butt, and then just you know pretty much does whatever he fancies um, on the ice. Yeah, and and the I want to come back to the awareness too to to take that half a second to line up that retaliation across the run across the. Let's not forget. Uh, we'll come back. You know, we'll remind Dwex here of the the rookies here on this team. Uh, 20, 20 years old, Mike. <laughs> twenty. And and another element to that, he's one hundred ninety seven pounds now, and he can absorb those hits like that. He's going to be building more beef and muscle. As Man. years go on. Um, I know this is just one of those things where we got to end the tail end of this episode with some positives here. So you got to come back and remind everybody. Uh, number one, Lucas uh, is, is still having a great rookie season. Uh, but number two, Cider is just, I mean, it's it's to the moon right now. And, and if anything, Mike, I, I tweeted out uh, the way Cider was playing against Washington. And then this has probably continued uh, today with uh, the physicality that uh, I, I just, it's like he's turned it up to a whole nother level since coming back from the Christmas break. I don't know what he was eating for Christmas dinner at the Larkin house, but uh, by the way, side note, cutest story over the COVID break that Dylan Larkin invited Mo Cider over for Christmas. Oh yeah. Super sweet. Uh, Can I put in a, was, another bit I, for that, by the way? Oh yeah. What was the cutest story? Uh, second cutest story was um, Cam Talbot on the Minnesota Wild, uh, goaltending with a puffball Hannah. Oh, yeah. Those on top of his helmet, a little. Yeah. 
I mean, it didn't help at all. He still gave up like five goals, but <laughs> it was cute as a button with his little hat skating around out there. How, how about that? Uh, would you go to a winter classic, Mike? <sighs> yeah, I would go. Uh, hopefully it's not the uh, Minnesota, um, you know, uh, ice blizzard of just death. Um, it, it was like ninth circle cold. Yesterday. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly had that ice beard. Yeah, that was, before that was the pretty game nuts. started. That was that was crazy. Um, I just thought I, saw, uh, I was really proud of Minnesota though, because they had like the deer blinds, they had ice fishing set up. Um, like they they really went all out. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I uh, I saw that they were putting on. Um, it it was like burn ointment, but for extreme cold weather that they were putting on the players' ears because all their ears are exposed. You know, yeah. wearing the the helmets. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy <laughs> that they played in that type of temperature. Also, Mike, crazy. Uh, if you look at the top five coldest games of all time, you'll find on that list the 2014 Winter Classic, which of course um, is that I'm the one you attended? attended? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, man, <laughs> I that was one of the most dirty, disgusting days of my life, which I've told the story before on the show, but literally spending like an hour inside the men's room because um, because of that blizzard. And that was the warmest place was the men's room. There was no other like no other. You were farting on each other just to stay warm. (laughs) Yeah, I we were running into folks that we knew from like high school at the game because that's where the hangout was. Everybody. You've got a hundred thousand people jamming into every restroom. You're gonna see somebody you know. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was. Uh, it got very like turn of the century, like uh, um, Chicago, where people were wrapping themselves in newspaper just to stay warm, <laughs> like, <laughs> like human kindling. Um, I I did do I did do it wrong. Like I didn't have snow pants on. I didn't do hand warmers. So I I definitely came. I was ill, ill prepared, ill prepared. We'll say, yeah. Uh, so if I went again, I do recommend snow ski pants, hand warmers, probably like a thin pair of gloves plus another, you know, probably mittens. Gloves aren't the option in that in that type of weather, and um, yeah. you know, something to cover the head real tight, and then another hat on top. I just, yeah, it was a bonehead move. Um, I do so, hope that they, uh, you know. When they when they bring it back and some capacity, um, I, I don't know if they're gonna do the big house again, but it'd be cool to do like you know they had deer blinds and ice fishing. You know maybe we could throw snowballs at cars on I seventy five. You know maybe that's a game we could play the Detroit version. <laughs> uh, still, quick still, quick bid for any other Detroit uh, snow activities we could do. Ooh. Um... Well, I, I was going to mention, I thought it was it was pretty funny to see everybody race and uh, <laughs> to see how much snow they could melt on the side of the road uh, because it was a blizzard and uh, because it was New Year's Day, everything was closed. So everybody was on the side of the highway taking a piss. And uh, most of them were Toronto <laughs> Maple Leafs fans because, uh, you know, they had to go they're making their trip across the country and everything's closed when they get over here. So what else were they going to do? But I I thought that was a fun game was just to see the, how big of a yellow river we could make on the side of 94. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, the other cool thing would be, um, let's say just for example, I know you probably want an original 16, but if we ended up playing like Tampa um, and whenever there's like a national broadcast, they're always shocked that when we get snow on our windshields, you have to scrape it off. They're like, wow, doesn't that, Damage the car! Look at these madmans! And, and 
in Michigan. Um, so I would like to have like the national broadcast team like have to scrape snow off like a, a brand new Camaro or something, you know, and watch them kind of gingerly do it while some, you know, Detroit, you know, born and bred just chucka, 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 chucka. It's just, you know, cracking ice off the front of it. See, that'd be pretty cool. This is where I, I I'm always siding with finding the, co- the cooperative games to play instead of the more competitive ones. So that's where I'm like, let's see if we can all just build a big old yellow river. Like everybody come together, <laughs> 100,000 people. And I'm trying to avoid of <laughs> making a game where I've got to compete. I just wanted us all to have fun and have a willy river. All right. Um, <laughs> Mike, I, don't, I did have queued up um part of the conversation uh today was going to wrap around all the physicality the red wings have been adding to their game including vladdy doing the lord's work (laughs) i thought you were gonna finally give some credit to my boy uh fabry who uh he's been throwing his weight around uh past couple games not uh not that he has a lot of weight but he has been throwing it around um is there any way he can uh you know take rasmussen aside and teach him how to do that I wonder how much of that is just Rasmussen's inability to keep up with the game that uh, is slowing him down. Um, Listen, we know you have a skating problem. Why don't you use other players to stop your momentum? (laughs) Well, I guess we could center it around that. And then, uh, yeah, Vladdy taking out Marchand, and I I refer to it as the Lord's work because, um, you know, it's Marchand. Like, (laughs) he's a little rat face (laughs) creep. Um, so I won't. Uh, I'm not going to bore the podcast listeners and, and play that video. Um, or you know what? I could, right? It's, it's just I just got to pull it up. Uh, anyway, be a better way to phrase that. What 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 clip were you going to bring up? <laughs> uh, Vladdy and uh, Marchand going at it. Um, oh I, yeah, it wasn't the worst fight ever. I, I've seen worse fights. Well, you got to respect, you know, Vladdy knowing like he's got to play to the crowd too at the end of the fight where he's uh, trying to rile everybody up. Um, Mike, I wanted to bring this up because one of the things that people are always complaining about when they're trying to identify why the Red Wings aren't winning and they don't just focus on the talent level and us scoring goals is that they always talk about us adding physicality to the game. I would say these last couple of games where we've mustered two full goals, (laughs) physicality was turned up to 11. Um, if I may, somebody can, can shout me and, you know, shout at me and say, no, you're way off there, buddy. Uh, we need 10 more fights, which, um, you know, listen, you 60 year old fool. Uh, it's just not going to happen, but this is, this is kind of where I'm coming from is I just wanted to point out, like we got some physicality and it didn't just automatically equal a win. I think there's still like strategic elements of being physical, like, uh, cider standing up to Dowd and uh, Pasta these last couple of games. That's, that's a great way to be physical and uh, make sure it helps your team. I'm not saying Nemistikov shouldn't have done this fight. I'm just kind of pointing this out as, as to kind of play this game of like, all right, we did it. I, yeah, you we know what? I will, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I will say uh, I agree. There were definitely moments I could call out where they, they did get physical. They did try to, you know, assert themselves, but I, I could – count on maybe one hand in the past two games spots where I felt like we dominated offensively or it felt like, man, we're on the cusp of making, you know, two, three couple goals in a row here. It just felt like we were getting our asses kicked, um, especially in this Boston game. But uh, Tristan thrown in the comment, I was hoping DeKaiser would fight so he'd break his hand or something and be out for two months. 
That's all of us, Tristan. Um, then maybe Sobrango could get a chance. Yeah, or Edmondson. Jesus, at this point. If well, that's so far. I, Sobrango. I'm still going to say it because it's still tomorrow. a better option. It's still just, a better option. I I will say Sobrango could happen tomorrow. Edmondson's got. Uh, I think the SHL. Then we learned last year with Mo Sider, like they they hang on to those boys until the season's over. I know it's not going to happen. I just. Well, no, it's not going to happen right now. It could happen at the. I don't. I'm not sure when the SHL season ends, but I think because of how deep we're going. Oh, into they hate you to the like bed. Could, yeah, yeah. They, they're they're just not allowed to come over. But uh, Sabrango could come tomorrow. Uh, but um, you know, now uh, come coming back to uh, Tristan's point there. Yeah, if you want to make the argument, you want to Kaiser to get in a battle every night so we can break his hand. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm I'm fine. I'm on board. Light it up. Can I can I point out too that Bertuzzi goal? DeKaiser probably made the wrong call there. <laughs> so he went down low and completely missed a wide open Lucas Raymond <laughs> for, for a one timer. Can I I mean, like we scored, right? And and you don't want to play that game. You know, don't take a goal off so that Lucas Raymond can throw it at the net. But that's that's that element where you're playing the expected goals game, like when we're looking that, at it, and we want to see was, the Red Wings get more expected goals than the other team. That's where DeKaiser makes the choice instead of going down low it, and it <laughs> accidentally goes in the perfect spot for Bertuzzi to just bump it in the net. Instead, should have thrown it over to Lucas Rain. I'm going to get some flack for that because it was back, an actual goal. But if you, if you go back to the tape after the goal goes in, I saw Blashville going like this. And I think he's trying to get uh, DeKaiser's assist taken away because he made such a <laughs> he made the wrong decision. So I just want to just uh, unassisted goal, unassisted goal. <laughs> Fuck. Then I saw him get mad because now DeKaiser thinks he's he's back. He's on a point streak now. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm watching the replay now. Yeah, maybe it would have been silly for him to pass to Lucas Raymond because he's like six feet. We've away already committed him. to it, Matt. Don't All show right. us the replay. <laughs> We're already on board with this uh, JFK like conspiracy here. Should I show it? He should have went back to, to the left. No, <laughs> don't show it, man. Don't give us evidence. Right, Just right, Oliver right, Stone. Right. It. We'll make a, a movie later. <laughs> no, yeah. Come on, DeKaiser. Get your get your crap together. You and your lucky assist. Yeah, you should have um, passed back to the left. All right, that's our last JFK reference. Yes, I just watched that movie. All right, go ahead. Was there anything else to talk about? Anybody have any pressing matters? Um, Brad, heard Vladdy stuck his tongue in Brad's ear when they were down on the ice. Ooh. Um, that's just fun to read. I, I don't... <laughs> no comment there. Yeah, I can't validate that, but... Uh, yeah, that's a good and here's story. Eric, Eric is uh, helping me out here. They have to finish the season in the SHL before coming over. Um, Tristan throws out there, why do I feel like DeKaiser has less shots on goal in his career than Mark Stahl has goals? <laughs> You know, sometimes sometimes it's not a statistic. Sometimes it's a feeling. <laughs> like Tom, like Grice being poo-poo. You know, we've seen what happens when he plays a few games in a row. But that feeling, that feeling he makes you feel like he's poo-poo. I think we're good on DeKaiser, right? Like, can we just wrap this up? <laughs> he's still an assistant captain, right? <laughs> Remember... Uh, weren't we trying to argue like that was there was 
There's no credence to him not being traded because he has that A on his chest. Who take who takes the A once we give up on DeKaiser? I'm not even saying like he's not getting traded because nobody's gonna want him. But um, um I just wanted to pull up cat friendly because I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember this would be almost almost back to back seasons with the Red Wings uh waving assistant captains. Oh, Franz Nielsen, uh, also an assistant captain. Justin Advocator, also briefly an assistant captain. Uh, so we're going to be paying former assistant captains. Uh, Advocator is still two and a half mil all the way through 25-26. Uh, Nielsen, former assistant captain, uh, just half a mil next year. Um, but yeah, when, you know, at least to Kaiser, it's just his contract's going to be up. So whew, a lot of former assistant captains is going to be available uh, if anybody wants them. Can I just say it's really hard to look at this lineup and pick who the filler would be should DeKaiser bounce? Uh, I mean, you, mean a new, you mean a new assistant? Yeah. Or alternate, whatever. Oh. Um, God. I mean, Bert doesn't have one? Yeah, but do you want to give it to Bert? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, did he, he do can... everything for the team that he needed to do? I would, uh, man, I'd buckle in because, uh, you know, who's probably going to get it? Old cannonball himself, Robbie Fabry. Woohoo! The $4 million man. Uh, performance art DDK is a giant farce. Oh, hey, his, his alternate captain is a giant farce. Now, Brad throws out there <laughs> the alternates going to Zadina. Woo! Man. Um, can I just say what's kind of funny? I feel like Nick Letty would get it before most of the guys that are on the run. Yeah, so I'm, Letty's not on my current page right now because he's he's out and he's on COVID protocol. I, doesn't that seem like that's true? Like, wouldn't Letty get it before most of the guys on this roster? For some reason, Heronic's not getting it. Um, Tyler, I just no. kind of made a joke about why Tyler's no. not going to get it. They'd give it to, like, Ernie. They'd probably give it to right somebody there. like Ernie. Look at Performance Arts right there with me. He's got Letty, too. Letty for for a almost half a season's worth of work. No, yeah, but you don't give it. It's they give Ernie. it. They give it. They give it to like Ernie, man. No, you don't give it to give Ernie. It to Letty, Come like on. Letty's gonna actually put in some some legit minutes for this team. That's where see, like Fabry. Uh, I guess he's got a couple of years on a contract. I don't know. I just this feel like really if tough. we give it if we give it to Fabry, it'll save us on stitching because he's you know he's gonna wear it for a couple years at least. <laughs> Maybe there's some actual oh Nemistikov, Nemistikov. There's your alternate captain right there. Man, he's, he's about to retire after Man. his fight. No, he's gonna be retiring in about three months. He's not getting. Oh, <laughs> Tristan's calling out his joke earlier. I completely missed it. Uh, DeKaiser. Uh, classic quote. It's not about the goals. It's about the shots missed along the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the Game undeserved assists. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to make that a t-shirt just for Tristan where he gets like a, we'll have a promo code Tristan and he could buy it for free as many times as he wants. And then <laughs> uh, Tristan's on board with the Mystikov. I, I like this conversation because this is probably, we're the only team right now I think would struggle this hard. Because I'm telling you right now, if I if I'm looking at the fact that Stalin and the Kaiser are alternates right now, 
I figure if they were both gone, next on the list is probably Letty and Gagne. <laughs> I love that. This is like causing so much pain. Man. <laughs> Performance art says if getting an A means you're on your way out, then give it to Bryce. <laughs> Performance art. That's my favorite comment of the show. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad we had some laughs along the way today. I'm going to pull up our slideshow and see if I missed anything. Oh, I did. Oh, my gosh. All right, Mike, we have to announce yes. our profile for the upcoming month of Ooh, January. Yeah. Last month we did Mitchell Stevens. Of course, Tristan won a $25 gift card. Tristan, you hey. never told me what you uh, you spent or you got with that gift card. So uh, it's always good fun. Um, so, like, I picked the exact name that I was... I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I, I was making jokes when I first announced this competition because yeah. I like the idea of another name who is on the list. But then the Red Wings went ahead and did their own episode on that player just a couple weeks ago. Damn so it. unfortunately, I will not be doing Robbie Fabry because that's going to look super silly <laughs> for us to completely Future, copy that future alternate captain. Damn it. But... Uh, our winner, then, is the one that got comments on multiple episodes. So what I mean is people were saying to this very name selection, please pick this name. So they weren't even putting their name in the hat. They were just saying, I saw somebody already pick this name. Please do this name. So I figure that's got to be enough, right? Also, they have the most likes on the page, which uh, anybody watching on YouTube, don't laugh at how many likes it is when I say that. Uh <laughs> But here's our winner, uh, Giovanni Smith hey! and uh, Nick Meldrum. Uh, three weeks ago, buddy, you put that uh, you put that answer on there. So if you can reach out to us, uh, what is it? Admin at bodpodcast.com. Um, reach out to us and we can uh, get that conversation going. And then uh, I'll be working, working my way into a Giovanni Smith profile episode. Come Woo. to you, hopefully, before the end of the month. Sounds <laughs> good. Cross your fingers, everyone. All right, so there's there's some good news, right? That was fun. Who had yeah. fun with that announcement? I did. I feel terrible that at the when I first announced this, I was like, I'm not doing Giovanni Smith. He got drafted by us. But there's, you know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens here. Yeah, we'll find some fun stuff about him. I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, yeah, I felt like this is pretty scatterbrain episode here. It's uh, it's kind it's, of what happens when they uh, lose. You got to find some, you know, some, some some softer talking points. I think, and yeah, we still got to enjoy Mo Cider being physical. Uh, we talked about Cam Talbot wearing a cute cutie pie hat. This is um, wrapping up the episode. <laughs> yeah. You know what else we talked about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, I got to go uh, get my kids uh, put to bed. But uh, thanks, everybody, for also tuning in as we just randomly said, hey, we're going live in five minutes. Um, so I appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you're still around, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BOD Hockey. We hit 900 followers today. That was fun. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, also throw in your questions on this episode so then the next episode will compile.